Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of the Equestrian Performance Mindset Podcast. I am Jocelyn Liliano, I'm an event writer and mindset coach and of course also your host for this podcast. And I am absolutely thrilled that you decided to tune in today because together we are going to make sure that you start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your riding. Happy Monday! Today, me and Lorna are here to make sure that you get off to a great start of this week. If you are new to the podcast and our community, make sure you give this show a follow. Press that little plus button, check button, whatever it looks like in your player to make sure that you get notified each week when new episodes come out. Also, if you want more of this, more mindset, more performance, make sure you sign up for our weekly mindset and performance hacks. They'll be delivered to your inbox every single week. Fresh tips every single week. Who wouldn't want that, right? All you need to do to sign up is go to minic.eu slash weekly hacks. And the link to that is available in the show notes. Also, what you can do to make sure that you get more mindset and performance hacks on a weekly basis is follow us on Instagram. That's Jossen Liliano in one word. I know that's challenging to spell, but if you check in the show notes, you'll find a straight link to my Instagram as well. With that being said, what is today's episode going to be about? Today, me and Lorna, we're going to get a little bit vulnerable, a little bit personal. We're going to talk about our personal failures, let's say. Well, minor failures, you know, when we make mistakes and how we deal with that how we view that, how we make sure that it doesn't get in our way, that it gets us down, but that we use it in a positive way instead. So if you're ready for it, if you're ready to get personal, then come along and let's start this conversation with myself and Lorna. Okay, so both me and Lorna, we went jumping during the weekend and we had a similar experience, let's say. We uh, we both had really, really good rounds, a lot of positives in there, but we both had one fence in particular where it didn't quite go to plan, where we had a bit of questionable distances, let's say, and we concluded afterwards that it's so easy to get caught in focusing on that one fence where things didn't quite go to plan rather than focusing on all the positive things. And me and Lorna, we've obviously done a lot of work on ourselves and we, we know why this happens. And we also know how to get ourselves out of this. And we did have a lot of talk about it, seeing it both happen for both of us. And we were thinking, we'll just do a podcast about this and we will explain to you guys how we took ourselves through this, how we went from being caught up in that one negative thing and how we turn things around, change the perspective, reframe this to be grateful for all the things that are positive. So Lorna, with that being said, let's, should we maybe start with explaining like why your brain does this, first of all? I guess the first thing is that when you have an experience, a less than ideal experience, and I guess that's not just in our jumping, that's in our lives in general, like our main function of our brain is to keep us safe. So when something happens, it is it it's normal. Like it's completely normal that it focuses on the negative. There's there's no other way. Like all of a sudden something's happened to you. It's a threat. It's a fear. You know that that um, whole fight or flight thing. Yeah. And then you tense up. You stop breathing. All those things start to happen. And then that is why 
you usually can't ride your fences after something has happened as well as you did yeah. at the start of your ride. Or for me, that's that's what I think. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, that's a good point. It both influences you negatively during the round, because usually after something like that happens, I think I speak for both of us, in the past, we would have been impacted by this as well. You know, you have that that awkward fence and you get stuck in that and you focus on that. And then there tends to be more or less than ideal distances coming up and a lot of jumps that don't quite go the way you had in mind. Well, actually, that was something that we both, I think, had this last weekend we were able to refocus and regain our focus. And we will obviously talk about, I think we can talk about both of those experiences that we had, but before we go too much into it. So, so basically, you know, you can have a negative impact from this during your ride itself. Yeah? You can get caught in that negative spiral and it goes from bad to worse during your ride. But also after your round, you can feel really down about something, which actually was 80% good. But you make yourself feel really, really bad. And, and it it has a really negative impact on your confidence just because you focus on that one yeah, fence yeah. that didn't quite go the way you had imagined it. And I think that's not, it is completely normal. And until you start doing some work on yourself and figuring stuff out, it, and things like that happen, whether it's a fence down or a missed distance or, you know, just something that happens, it, it is automatic. Like it comes back yeah. to your paradigm, comes back to your belief system. Like it's just, as you always say, it's more evidence. Like that's all it is. And if you already don't believe in yourself, if you already think you're a bit of a shitty rider, if you're already worried about people standing at the side watching you, when things like that happen, it just, it just proves it. Or you think that it just proves that that is true. That is fact. So it's just more evidence, more fuel to your fire, more beating yourself up, more mm-hmm. self-sabotage, all of those things. Because when you get into that spiral, it is nearly impossible to focus on the positives. Yeah. Your brain is just going to focus on that, on that one fence. It, it it sort of panics. It gets into survival mode, like complete survival mode. And, you know, we, we've talked about this podcast in the past that part of survival is wanting to be part of the group. Some people have that mm-hmm. people pleasing more than others, but that's a typical thing at least in my case, I used to do this a lot in the past. Like when I had an awkward jump like that, the first thing I think would be like, oh, what are people on the side thinking? What are they thinking? Shit, they're going to think I'm I'm an, a complete amateur. They're going to think I'm a bad rider. They're going to think I'm ruining my horse. And that's, if you're there thinking about that, <laughs> of course, the next upcoming fences aren't going to be very good because it takes a big toll on your confidence. And also you're not focused on what you're doing. I guess that though comes down to it comes down to your self belief, doesn't it? And you're if you're good enough, because if in your hearts of hearts, if you believe you are good enough at something and you missed a distance or something doesn't quite work out or you have a fence down or whatever, you you get to a point where when you do all this work on yourself, you don't care. Like it it goes, it's bigger. It's a bigger picture than the fact that there's somebody. So I guess you just ask yourself, what is the trigger in there? You're triggered by something. So there's some underlying belief as to why you why you are concerned about what somebody else thinks of you. Yeah. Yeah. And this is obviously work to be done, you know, not as part of that round, because when you're there and then, and we'll get to this in a second, when you're there and there, like you need to focus on your writing. That's what you need to be focused on. You you, you shouldn't go through and, and ask yourself, why is this happening? What are my triggers? What are my insecurities? Like, that's not what you should be doing during a round. That's what you want to be doing afterwards when you're journaling and you're reflecting on this. But yes, see where that comes from and see why because it really is a trigger, right? If you have a jump like that and you're mm-hmm. not able to turn it off again and refocus and regain your focus and get back into your flow, it's because it is a trigger, an emotional trigger. It gets you so caught out that yeah. you're not able to refocus on your riding again. 
But the really cool thing is, and I think both of us can vouch for that, is when you do a lot of work on yourself and you find what real focus is or what it is to be in flow. Because to be fair, if you are properly focused, you don't even notice who's standing there at the side watching you when you jump your round anyway. So even when you make, yes, afterwards, you might glance and you might see somebody. But in the middle of your round, when something like that happens, you're so focused, you, you don't have a clue who's watching you anyway. It's not that becomes not even part of it. No, exactly that. But before you get there, like it's one thing to say like, yeah, you're supposed to be in flow, but like, how do you get there? And I guess that is where a couple of the tips that we wanted to share today comes in because how do you then, you know, if you have that jump, it doesn't go quite to plan. Like, how do you then regain your focus? We already talked about the journaling and the reflecting. That is, again, that's not something to do during a round, but it's definitely mm-hmm. something to be done because like, for example, in my case, if I were to say, like, what happens when I go through that? It's like, oh, shit. And what are people on the side going to think? They're going to think I'm ruining my horse and yada, yada, yada. And I know that really well because I have asked myself a lot of those questions. Right. And I know that I have a terrible people pleasing, <laughs> which I'm working at getting better at. It has gotten a lot better. But I know that that is really deeply inside of me. So when that happens, what I can do during my round is just like, oh, here it is again, the people pleasing. Oh, let that go and, you know, continue. Rather than what I don't do is like, oh, I got triggered there. Why could that be? What have I through in my life? I You don't have time to go through that. But if you've done the work on the side, then you can recognize that that is what happened. Oh, here's the trigger again, the people pleasing. Okay, yeah, I'm not going to go down that road. I'm going to continue. That I have time to do during my round. I think that's a massive thing as well, because when you make a mistake, that's exactly what your brain does. It tries to figure it out. And that's when you get into that. You've made a boob at one. And guess what? When you come round to the next one, you're you're still having this conversation with your brain or it's trying to work it out. So, you know, you take an extra pull at the next one and that comes down and then you forget to ride forward to the next fence. And then the rest of your round is gone like it's shot because you're so busy focusing on what's happened, you know, at that misdistance or that fence down that you might as well. For me, there's two choices. You either find a refocusing cue and you get on with your round and you know move like just move on with it move gallop go like shift like Mm -hmm. anything any of those words or you have a whole conversation with yourself and you throw away the rest of your round because you're so busy having a conversation and you go into a little bit of a pity party oh poor me there I go again I'm no good you know what's everyone gonna think of me well it's it's not going to serve you it's not going to help you it's not going to help you finish your round and it's not going to help you when you go into jump your next round the next day the next week whenever it is Mm -hmm. yeah it is like a pity party for yourself in the middle of your round Mm -hmm. well we all have choices all of us Mm -hmm. you can either knuckle down and get on with it or give up yeah 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 probably but (laughs) oh absolutely Uh, absolutely and i think you know what you mentioned there, I think we all want to pick that choice of just like moving on, refocusing cue, all those kind of things. But I think what helps for me before I, I do that refocusing cue is just recognizing, okay, there it is. There's the people pleasing. That's all right. We know that. We don't have to talk about that now. Like just recognize that like giving it for me, it's like giving it a place. It's like, okay, that's what it is. Now refocusing cue. See, that's really interesting because I like, I, I think that's great. But in my round, I wouldn't have that realization like I would have I've missed sort your shit out like get on with it like I wouldn't I wouldn't focus on that at all and there's no right or wrong in this but I wouldn't focus on that at all until after my round when I came out Mm -hmm. and I found out why it happened and all that kind of stuff but like I I wouldn't even probably acknowledge what I'd done in my round because I'm so focused I just want to get to the next fence and keep doing a good 
job which I guess comes with a lot of work because if I, if you asked me this probably maybe not last year but the year before I wouldn't have been able to do that I would have had that whole conversation in my head as to why you know why that just happened who's watching me do you know what are they yeah. going to think of me but yeah. that that comes down to my self-belief mm-hmm. yeah and but here's the thing I, th- I think you know we are also different in that sense because I have mm-hmm. that with a lot of things that I I want to figure out why like I you want do. to figure I want <laughs> I want do. to know <laughs> before I can let it go I want to know why, like, why did I yeah. get triggered there? Um, yeah. And then I can move on. Then I can have my refocusing cues. Like now we're talking about in the round, but this is in life in general. And we know yeah. each other really well, obviously. So, you know, you recognize this, but I always want to know why. Like, I always want to know why. And I can't really let it go until I figured out why. And I, yeah. then I can give it a place and then I can move on. Well, you are more like, it's done. Move on. Like, yeah. and and people are different. Like people have, yeah. have a need. I can't personally let it go until I have given it a place and, and figured out the why but you can so you know I think, be- I think I think I probably have a bit of both like I have a bit of that in me as well but I think I've become I don't know whether it's a good thing or bad thing or indifferent but I've become better at and you know there's sometimes I'm just like it is what it is sometimes yes if it's going to improve my mind I want to figure it out if it's just nonsense or whatever like I don't want to waste my energy on it shut the door close it move on forget about it like I'd mm. I'm not going to dig around in there because it is a waste of my energy. And I, and I think here is is also give it a try because people yeah. are different and it's yeah. there's no such thing like there's no such thing as a size that fits everyone. Like just give it a try and yeah, see what works. But I think I think one of the most important things is is that refocusing cue, something that yeah. brings you back to where you were, whether it's a word, whether it's a spot on the wall, whether. Yeah. You know, it, it's something that brings you back to the here and now that you can continue riding the way that you did before. Mm-hmm. Because for me, that's probably a massive game changer. Because if you let that chatter in your head mm-hmm. take over, there, there's no way. Because if you have doubt in your mind, you've got doubt in your body. And that's exactly what happens. That you, You're going to start missing even more. You're going to start having more fences down. It's impossible to ride confident when you're having a whole negative conversation with yourself. Absolutely. Your absolutely. absolutely. Like it can't work out. No, exactly that. And and that refocusing cue, there is so many different options. There's so many mm-hmm. different ways. And again, it's about finding something that works for you. And something sometimes I find a particular refocusing cue works for a while for me, but then yeah. it's almost like my brain gets like it knows it too well and it's not interesting enough. And then I need to find something else. But you already mentioned a couple of things like your focus points that we talk about so much. Do I have a quality canter? Like, you know, asking yourself questions or some people just say gallop or look up or where's the next fence? Give me things like that, right? I've also heard people have things like paying attention to the music in the arena. What song is playing? You know, and that is obviously not going to be very helpful in your riding in particular. I, I prefer to have things like, do I have my quality canter? But anything that you can refocus your mind on than that mistake that you just made, is better so you know if music works for you and that helps you to get back into your flow some people don't have to think about their focusing points some people just needs to get distracted from that mistake that yeah. you just made so yeah. again people are different yeah i think um one with one of my one-on-ones we came up with it's not over till it's over yeah you know don't don't give up yet because it's not over <laughs> you know perhaps you've had one fence thing because you've missed or you've done whatever but like four faults big deal mm-hmm. yeah and then you can get back that good feeling that you started with. Yeah, absolutely that. And and sometimes it can be a quote, like you say, like some kind of quote that can be a really powerful refocusing cue. I've been reading this book a lot, the right big book 
And a lot of people like I've used that for sometimes as well. Just like write big, write big, because that has a particular meaning to me. I read the book. I know the concept. So just by me telling myself to write big, I switch on my confidence kind of thing. Like it, because that's what write big means to me. I, sometimes it can be just like visualizing a really confident writer, someone that I feel like is really radiating that confidence. And I just think about that person and visualize that person. And then all of a sudden I almost turn into that person. Like that can be a refocusing cue, like anything that works for you. There, the options are endless. This is really like, think outside of the box. Yeah. And I think the really cool thing is if you're interested in this, you you can change that in your writing. And I think that it probably affects a lot of people, like a lot of people, regardless of what level you write at. Unless you are full of real self-confidence, like everyone cares they've made a mistake. You know, you can't, you will always say, be grateful for your mistakes, be thankful for your mistakes. But that's a really tricky thing to do in the moment. Yeah. Whilst you're riding that round. And it's just human nature, right? It's just mm. human nature. And, you know, and, and now we sort of like going a little bit towards like an after the round. Why do you get so caught up and so stuck on those things? Yeah, it's just survival. Like, to be fair, you know, sometimes having a not so great distance <laughs> is not really life-threatening the horse puts in an extra step like yours did like it's it's no big deal like you might take a pull but it's like there's no big deal like no one almost got hurt but like in my case that could have ended badly like my horse got her her like the poles between her front leg she tumbled i tumbled that could have been a very near that situation like it like luckily we were both fine and i rolled away the horse didn't step on me but it is still to your lizard brain like to your chimp brain Mm -hmm. That is a near that situation. And that's something that your brain is going to pay attention to. You can be sure that that particular fence, every time I go and jump in this particular arena, my brain is going to know that I almost died on that fence. Like, oh, now I'm being dramatic. But that's that's <laughs> that's the way my lizard brain thinks. But then I think the really cool thing is, and that's probably something that's worth sharing, is you did go back and jump in that arena. So that's something yeah. to make clear that after you had your near-death experience in inverted commas, you did Be very go back dramatic and, here, but talking in lucid yeah. You did go back and jump in that arena. So how how did you get yourself to that point where you could go back in and put that, like flip that to the back of your mind? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. And, and I think the most powerful thing that I did then that's really working for me is a logical reasoning. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I, I, you know, my mouth got dry, my legs felt like jelly, you know, I was yeah. going to ride against that fence again, but I obviously didn't try, like I didn't start with that one. I started with some other fence, I started a bit lower and we built ourselves back up again. But what really helps me is switch on my logical brain. You know, we, we and this is probably going a little bit deeper, but there's this book called The Chimp Paradox and they speak about your chimp brain and your human brain. And your chimp is an animal. It doesn't have logical reasoning. While your human brain, like the human part of it, it has. Yeah. So really, when you're thinking in survival mode and you're afraid to die, you're thinking with your chimp brain. And in order for uh, you basically need to switch on your human brain. And that's like and that's a really good way of doing that is logical reasoning. So being like, okay, you know what? All the jumps I've ever taken on this horse. There's been a lot of them. This is the one time ever that this happened. All those like million jumps I jumped with this horse. This was the first time ever that that happened. Okay. Second of all, this horse has the biggest heart in the world. So like she wouldn't have gotten like influenced with that. Like if I just sit up and I ride confidently, put my leg on, the horse is going to jump. I know I know this horse so well and I know that I can trust her. And also I know that this horse is going to do everything in her power to protect me. She even did. Even though we fell on the ground, she didn't step on me. Like she minds me. 
So all this, you know, this proving with like logical reason, evidence, now this happened, probably won't happen again the upcoming five years because that's looking at the past, the statistics. Yeah. And I think that comes down to that thing, you either, you know, pick yourself up, shake yourself off, get back on, like you say, logically reason yeah. with what the facts, what actually happened, or you give up and you say, do you know what, this is dangerous, it's whatever, it's this, you yeah. know, I'm no good, da, 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 da. So there's two choices. There's always two. There's more than two choices, but they're the two obvious choices. Yeah. And I think it, like you've done amazing and that shows how much work you have done on yourself also to be able to in the moment in the same, mm. you know, within what half an hour or something, be able to turn that around and be able to get back on. And We're talking five minutes later, to be honest. <laughs> that took a lot of. Yeah. And and my ad win your class after that. Yeah, exactly that. But that, that just proves again. Because I managed to switch my mindset yeah. and be like logically, you know, logically thinking this is bullshit. I've done so much on this horse. There's no reason to think this is going to happen again. Because I was able to do that, right? And I got back into riding normally. We mm. were able to go in and ride for clearance yeah. and I ended up winning the class. Yes. But would I have gotten stuck in that? Like, oh, shit. And what if we fall again and, and focused yeah. on that? that would not have happened. The horse would have probably have stopped or we would have landed in another oxer. Like yeah. it's all about what you believe is going to happen as well. Mm -hmm. So, and and here's the thing. It's easy for me to sit here and say, yeah, I turned around my mindset and I was all fine. That's not at all true. That shimp was still in there. Yeah, I used yeah. my logical, but you know, there's still that shimp in me. It's like, you're not, like you're not. My, my legs were jelly. I felt like, you know, I wasn't riding like at the top of my ability at all. But also it was a pretty low course, like it wasn't extremely high. And I knew I don't have to be on the top of my ability. If I'm going to jump a 125 course, yes, I need to have my strong legs and be on top of my ability. But to be talking a one meter course, this horse can jump that with her eyes closed. So even if I'm not at the top of my ability, she can still do it. Again, it's all that logical reasoning. And I just gave that a time and place. It's fine. Like, of course, my legs are going to be jelly. I almost died. Like, it would be weird if it wasn't. But the only way to get past this is to keep on jumping. So even if my legs feel like jelly, I'm going to keep on breathing and I'm going to focus on what I can do. And I'm going to use my jelly legs and I'm going to push as much as I possibly can with my jelly legs. And then I'd be just going to keep on jumping. And I know if I just keep on jumping, it's going to be fine. And I'm going to get back to my normal ride. The longer you leave these things as well, yeah. I don't know if you hadn't, that it's not an option that you wouldn't have got back on that day. But, you know, for a lot of people, I'm sure it is when, you know, that chatter overrides every kind of, yeah. you know, you can't, you can't rationalize with yourself. And sometimes that happens, you know, and it takes a lot of work to be able to rationalize yourself, especially when you're in those fearful situations. Like you literally, as we talk about, looked fear in the eye and was like, yeah. do you know what, watch me. I might have my wee wobbly legs on and, you know, I might, I might not be able to swallow too well, but just watch me. Like I am going to do yeah. this. And you did. And you pushed through it. And like today you've been training again. And, and now know, it was fine. And now today I was fine, back to my exactly. usual riding, but like you say, because I went on immediately and I, I started collecting evidence, I think that's an important one as well. You yeah. need to take action. You need to feel the fear and you need to do it anyway, because you need to collect evidence for your brain that you won't die. I had this near that, like it's again, sounds very dramatic. I had this near that experience <laughs> and then my brain would be like, shit, you're going to die from this. You're going to die from this. You're going to die from this. And mm -hmm. I was like, no, actually, you know what? Watch me. I'm going to jump four more rounds here. See brain, eh, Lisa brain. I didn't die. I didn't die. But you yeah. need to like take the action. Even if you feel the fear, you need to take the action and prove to your brain again mm -hmm. that it's fine. And that way you can calm down your chimp brain. And it's like you, you prove to your chimp brain that, look, we're not going to die from this. Like, yeah. we're going to be fine. We can do this again. And that is what's going to make everyone successful. 
you know, that's what everyone's going to make everyone be able to push through all of these things. And I guess there's a lot of people out there, you know, whether they've had falls and this started off with just, you know, and when we talk about it, actually, you say, oh, yeah, what your horse did, it added an extra stride. And then you talked about what your horse did. Like they're polar opposites. But unless you rationalize with your brain, mm-hmm. my horse, the old me, my horse putting in an extra stride would have been equally as bad as your horse tipping over. Mm. Do you know, yeah, and that yeah. that comes down to be able to rationalise things with your brain. And sometimes you just need to talk it out with somebody. Just sometimes mm-hmm. you need some techniques. Do you know, we do a lot of NLP stuff. You can switch all your images of, you know, what you call bad rounds or unsuccessful mm-hmm. rounds or scary rounds or all those things. And we can replace all those images with really positive things. So there's there's a lot of ways that we can work through this for anyone that's yeah. out there that, that this resonates yeah. with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good. How do we summarise this? bash on <laughs> take action <laughs> feel the fear and do it anyway no i think just recognizing i think a really important thing with all this is recognizing that there's a reason why your brain focuses on those negative things it's because yeah. in some kind of way it's your survival it's your chimp brain that turns on and it's natural like you're like the negative stuff mm. are the nearest that stuff like <laughs> it's a fine line but for your brain it's all the same and it's gonna focus on those things because that's you know your brain wants to keep you alive so it's gonna it's gonna yeah it's gonna move the focus to those things which tends to be the negative stuff right so just know that that is the natural inclination of your brain and to override that it takes effort like it takes effort takes more energy for you to do that i just had in there that you know they say 80 percent of your daily thoughts are negative anyway so you know you have to work hard to replace your thoughts (laughs) on a daily basis without dumping a whole lot of more negative thoughts on yourself which if you let that if you run with that then all of a sudden you're in this huge spiral, which, you know, everyone knows as soon as you start going down that spiral, then it becomes really hard to pull yourself back up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That. I think that's a really good point without going down in a rabbit in another rabbit hole. But I think that's a really good point you're making there as well. This is not only as part of your round or after your round when you do a reflection. This is everything. Like this is everything you're doing in life. Every single negative thought that you notice popping into your head, switching around, <laughs> switching it around. And the more you do that, the more that becomes the habit and the easier for you it's going to be to do that during your riding or just after your round. It's all the same, right? The way we do one thing is the way we do everything. Yeah. Good. With that being said, (laughs) if you want to dive more into this, there's obviously a lot of tips in here, but if you want to know more about this, you know where to find us. You can contact us on Instagram. That's just Nilino in one word. You can send us an email. You can go to our website. You can fill in our contact form. It's all out there. You go to mindic.eu and a lot of those links will be in the show notes. And other than that, if you like this episode, make sure you spread the word. And we are going to challenge you to start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your life.